What's up guys, Owen here from The Professional Builder and welcome to the show. We've been working with residential building companies since 2004 and in that time we would have helped over 2,000 build in better resilience, more profit, more time into their business, giving them true wealth. If you're here and you're looking for systems and processes, the ability to hold and retain the best people and do the best projects at the best profit margins, then you're in the right place. That's what we specialize in and it's what we share on this show. We interview great guests, great members, great industry professionals, and we bring all of those insights and lessons and learnings to you here. So if you like the show, please like and subscribe, comment and share with your friends. If you think that there's somebody that would benefit from this insight, then share it along with them. We don't have ads on here. We don't really do any promotional stuff. All we want is for you to get the best value. And you can do that and give us feedback and give us the fuel to keep it going by liking, commenting, and sharing. You either win me or wait, win, 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 win. Yeah. everything else. In particular, the construction company is a relatively new entity. Uh, I've got a number of businesses. I've got an IT business that I ran since 1995. Wow. That is a standalone, uh, self-sustaining business with very little input required on my part. Awesome. Uh, I met my uh, now business partner in the construction company in Watumka when there was some downtown renovation work being done in Watumka for the HGTV show, actually, uh, Small Town Takeover. Oh, really? Awesome. He was uh, the project manager for the construction company doing a lot of the road work and became a fixture in town. And I made his acquaintance. And uh, he's a very knowledgeable guy about construction. So I said, uh, Brent, you need, to, you need to be in business doing this for yourself. And at that time, I had an office with a presence in Wetumpka. And he said, nah, I don't know anything about taxes or bookkeeping or accounting or payroll. And I said, well, I don't know anything about construction. So uh, this ought to work out really well. And it has for that reason. Awesome. So you guys 50-50 partners or what's the structure? We are 50-50. Okay. The, the loose arrangement of duties, if it's in the air conditioning, I do it. And if it's in the sunshine, he does it. Right. Okay. Gotcha. So do you guys have like a shareholder agreement, job descriptions? It, the legal entity is a pass-through LLC. So it's uh, literally 50% ownership by member, uh, those two members, myself and Brent. Yep. Do you have a shareholder agreement though? Well, we have a, an LLC uh, formation agreement. Yes. With mm -hmm. survivorship and uh, soon to have uh, insurance paid for by the company on the remaining member. So okay. there's not a shareholder agreement. It's a, in an LLC, it's not a corporation. So it's a, it's a yeah. LLC formation agreement that we both signed at the time of the inception of the formation. Okay, so it, it sets out what role you each play, what happens in termination of the business, et cetera, et cetera? Not the roles. Uh, we actually paid incorporate.com in this particular instance to produce this for us rather than wing it ourselves. Uh, with smaller LLCs, I have winged it myself mainly copying corporate.com's work, the uh, division of duties is more of as needed. I mean, I have uh, run logistics before, you know, uh, left to secure materials or a piece of rental equipment, and Brent has made up invoices and deliver them to customers. So there's some overlap, but it's very small. The division of duties is more as needed. There's not a definition within the LLC uh, membership agreement. But the uh, survivorship and the uh, payout structure, at this point, we're both on draw. Mm -hmm. And so there's, it's an equal draw. There's no uh, guaranteed payments to any particular member. It's pretty straightforward and loose uh, and very boilerplate as far as the LLC agreements go. Sure. Okay. Okay, I got you. So you're, you're comfortable with that? There's no 
It's no area right. you want to tidy up. We have discovered uh, that no, I couldn't run the business without Brent and Brent couldn't do the business without me. We're both mm -hmm. very aware of the necessity of the actions of both members. It's uh, Brent's one of the first partners I've ever had that actually had full cognition of the necessity of a back office. Mm -hmm. I've had prior partners that uh, didn't understand while they were out there sweating and out doing the work. And I was in the office doing bookkeeping yeah. and payroll and that type of thing. But yeah. we have discovered, and as some of my past partners have discovered, the necessity of the back office. And in Brent's case, he actually attempted a business right before 2008 and became quite aware of the necessity of the back office. And so he's, uh, he's constantly uh, indicating, you know, graciousness of the, of the actions that I take as well oh, as I am good. with the actions he takes. So awesome. It's a good situation. Right. So what, where do you want to take the business? What are your goals? What do you, what do you want to get the company to? Well, uh, it's grown very fast and very fortunate. We have uh, 18 full-time employees currently. Our approach is a little bit different than a lot of GCs. We don't do nearly as much with subcontractors as we do with employees. So sure. currently we won't put on a 12 by 12 roof, but we will do uh, pretty much everything from the ground up to that point. So we'll use a roofing contractor, potentially a sheetrock contractor, but we actually have a master plumber and soon we'll have a licensed electrician on board as full-time employees. Awesome. We've been able to sustain that because we have constant work. So we have, uh, in fact, the, the meeting we have each day that we call a cash flow radar meeting, not each day, we have it once a week. We call it cash flow radar. Uh, it's pretty much been, uh, starts off, well, it's been a pretty good week. We put everybody to work. So all of our people are someplace being billed out to some job. Mm -hmm. uh, originally, I came on to uh, your company because it was new to me and I didn't know anything about construction. So I had no idea uh, exactly how to bill, how to approach, how to contract. Um, in parallel with, uh, in fact, everything's been, a lot of things have been good confirmation of the way that we stumbled into doing it. And then a lot of modifications were made to, uh, you know, we were told to search for some better contract software. Uh, I'm aware of the need for uh, employee handbook and HR, which I've not had in my other businesses because we haven't had nearly as many employees. Sure. So for a large, uh, to a large part, uh, we just needed a nudge in the right direction as we were launching off the rocket ship. It was, uh, you know, awesome. it's the initial uh, few hundred meters of flight that really make a difference. And so yeah, that's right. spending the money was worthwhile to us for that reason. Awesome. And what have been the biggest wins or I guess biggest takeaways uh, so far as you've been implementing strategies? Well, again, we started off with a very fortunate circumstance. We have, uh, in fact, we still call them perpetual engagements. Uh, we have some wealthy clients with uh, six and a half million dollar homes that uh, need renovation that we have literally been working on now for 40 weeks and awesome. billing them out at a very healthy margin. Uh, in that particular case, I believe it's somewhere between 25 and 30 percent, but they pay weekly and it's uh, awesome. It's uh, it's been healthy. In fact, one of the things that I gleaned from the engagement, my apologies, one of the things I initially gleaned from the engagement was I wanted confirmation on the margins that we were going to bat with. And after a little bit of research, I was uh, enlightened about, uh, and I knew the difference between markup and margin, but I was enlightened to what other companies are actually pulling in at the end of the year as far as net margin. Yeah. <clears throat> I've heard a lot of people say that their business makes 35% year over year you know, of uh, net margin. And I've learned to, uh, of course, in my own mind, uh, call them either liars or uninformed. It's, uh, 
I've had uh, wise people indicate that uh, if, you're, if your business is making 12 to 15% net margin per year and you really are billing out your own time, which is uh, a lot of times what people aren't taking into account, there would be investors lining up at the door with bags of cash to invest in that business. So we've had what we call perpetual engagements from the start that allowed us to put all of our people to work and as fast as we could hire them, there was a place to be. So we were able to learn and grow <clears throat> excuse me, while those engagements were taking place at the beginning. Awesome. Uh, I, I particularly wanted to not lose that advantage of having immediate cash flow. Uh, and then at the end of that quote unquote perpetual engagement, which both of them are still going on, uh, not know what direction we needed to go in. And so the engagement with you guys in particular was to ask certain questions about how we should approach uh, billing to get a verification on the margins that we were charging and to see what other people were doing and how they were doing and how they were quoting it. Sure. And, and what's been most insightful so far? To a large extent, it was confirmation of the margins that we were getting. I mm -hmm. sort of underbid the engagements initially. Uh, and I may have been pulling in 20 or, or 18 or 20% uh, gross margin on those projects. We've corrected that uh, through attrition as we've uh, lost some employees or moved them to other crews and added new employees. We've uh, brought their billing rates on at, uh, at, a, at a percent that gives us uh, right at our standard retail rates. So we've got, uh, we've read our target now on what we're billing uh, time for on those. And it's, you know, it's, we're not your typical or your biggest client by any stretch, our, our target uh, for the end of the year is to have done a million dollars in business and we'll probably be 20% over that. So we're a, a $1.2 million a year company after 12 months. And I suspect strongly it'll be $3 million the, the year after that based on pace. But we're billing out uh, about $15,000 a week uh, to, the, to the regular clients and then another uh, $10,000 a week on top of that to our uh, one-off work. That we're awesome. getting through brochures, mail outs, uh, marketing, that kind of thing. Uh, so I, I've had a good look at your notes and I've noticed um, there's a couple of things uh, that could be big opportunities. One of those is around as you grow, transitioning to doing bigger jobs. Bigger jobs, yes. And the other one is growing your pipeline with the right marketing. Correct. You want to talk a little bit about? Well, yeah, or got any questions that you want to ask me or? Uh, I'll tell you an approach that I would love critique upon. We've got our, uh, from that mail out, we generated a lead on a, what is probably going to be a $200,000 two car garage, uh, which the, the lead indicated to me today uh, is going to be even a bigger project. It's going to put a bedroom bath upstairs in that garage and add a true internal staircase instead of the, uh, the ship stairs on the side of the two car garage. So, we have a lead for uh, a very healthy lead, given the, the low number of contractors available to do this type of work uh, for this garage. We'll just call it a $200,000 garage for the lack of a better description. We had a fantastic initial meeting with the guy. We took the heavy hitters. I took my partner, Brent, and our primary superintendent, Sam, to go meet with him and look at the site. Uh, he provided us with some stamped architectural blueprints. And we'll get to that part that I need to critique upon here shortly. Uh, so long story short, 
we were asked a couple of questions that we weren't even prepared for, but the answers were what he wanted. He asked us uh, partway through the discussion, and then we we said on the way over there, we're going to talk to this guy as if we're about to start this job. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. not going to ask him if he wants us to do it. We're just going to explain to him Shoot that when out. we get started, we're going to back on it. Uh, he asked us, he said, so y'all will do the framing. And we looked at each other and yeah, we'll do the slab, we'll do the framing, we'll do the sheetrock, we'll do everything, possibly with a sub on the roof. And I apologize, I thought I had that muted. Uh, okay. And so he was, uh, was pleased at that answer. And it wasn't even, uh, and, and while it's a quality of the approach that we, we offer, I don't know that he was expecting, you know, the majority of the builders in this area are apparently single man operations with a bookkeeper and a good relationship with a whole lot of subcontractors. Yeah. So he was pleased to know that it would be us building the building. And I said, it will be Sam right here on site doing this work. He said, so one of y'all, that was his next question. He said, so one of y'all will be here every day work is being done. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, yes, let me explain to you about how we do things. We, our supervisors wear tool belts. They don't sit in the truck and play on their phone. They're actually out there knowing how to do every man's job that's on their crew, mm-hmm. leading every single day that there's work being done there. I said, even on days when a subcontractor is present, there will be a project manager or superintendent level employee on this job. I said, and one more thing, uh, once we start your job, we'll be out here every day that work can be done on it perpetually until it's finished. And my business partner said, yeah, we can have this two car garage done, including site prep in 90 days. And so I looked at him and took his word for it. It's a pretty healthy build. Uh, but Brent said, yeah, if we're working on it and the weather's good, we can have it done in 90 days. So I believe that we're already out of the gate, the leading, if the guy's even been able to talk to anybody else, the leading available GC to do this work. And Brent's built some fantastic, uh, properties and, and Sam is an artist, our craftsman. He's built some very high-end homes in the past as well, himself when he was running his own company. So are there the plans, are there plans drawn, up, drawn up for it or? Now we get to the part that I was going to look for guidance on. Yeah. So I now have a stamp set of blueprints, mm-hmm. architecturally stamped set of blueprints, uh, pending some modifications, which will again be stamped and engineered. I, obviously, we need to give the guy a price, an estimate, a true estimate of how much it will cost him for this project. My inclination is to uh, present it to him as a time and materials open book cost plus bid mm-hmm. with an estimate of precisely what I expect our cost to be. And again, this is the part I'm looking for critique upon. And I will uh, get an estimate on that set of plans. My intention is from three different sources. Uh, my business partner, Brent, is confident of his ability to estimate the amount of labor required. Yep. Our onboard estimator, Pamela, who's uh, an insurance adjuster in the past for building, so she knows how to estimate a property uh, and has been very good at it uh, in the past within several, just a handful of percent of the actual final go off. Uh, the two of them will come up with an estimate uh, on what it will cost my company, Insight Construction, to build that two-car garage. Then I was going to use our new platform builder trend and produce a National Association of Home Builders template with a 25% markup uh, above cost, explaining it precisely as a markup. Uh, And obviously that would produce us a 20% margin on that project. Mm -hmm. So I will 
explain to them exactly what I'm doing when I present that proposal to them. I'm taking what I estimate to be our cost, marking it at 25%, which will give us a 20% margin on your project. And that results in uh, $40,000 on a 200,000 car, uh, two-car garage. So that's a perfectly acceptable uh, cash flow for engaging one of our teams uh, for a 90-day period. So my first estimate source would be that pair, mm -hmm. my business partner and Pamela. There's another GC in Montgomery, a city that I grew up in, not very far from us, 30 minutes away from the office, that is a consultant and commercial GC. Uh, been one for a long time. Uh, I trust him. I uh, ask him as a consultant, could you take a set of plans and produce a, a cost for us in Procore, his software, mm -hmm. and give us uh, materials takeoff, uh, estimated need for labor, and what would that cost? And his name's Mike. I'll, I'll, he quoted us uh, $125 an hour, estimating it would take him four hours to produce that estimate. And I said, well, uh, make it steps. twice. Yeah, that's real cheap. Uh, and I said, make it twice that rate, but let me sit there and watch you do it. And you can explain to me each step of the way. He said, sure. So we're friends. Uh, a lot of times you uh, wouldn't want somebody watching how the breakfast is made. But in his case, he's yeah. excited about showing me the process. Uh, he's probably the only person on the planet that talks more and faster than I do. But he uh, he's excited about showing us that process. And then the third potential uh, uh, source for an estimate on this property would be um, will you a commercial any of your online. supers forecast the labor or that's what Brent will do? Brent. Um, uh, Brent's truly a good estimator in that regard as well. Mm -hmm. uh, just out of pure experience. He'll stare at a set of plans, make some notes on a yellow pad and we'll come up with a number that is that is accurate. And he's done that for commercial and uh, residential work. The third source, uh, onebuild.com. Uh, quoted us $930 to do a full materials takeoff and estimate using localized prices uh, for that job. And so since it's a learning experience for us on this first one, I figured I don't mind spending a little to ensure that we're on the right path. And even if we spend an extra $1,500, $2,000 on an estimate for this project, in the grand scheme of things, the oh, You're setting up the framework, the framework for your forecasting and estimating going forward. I think yeah, it's perfect. I just think that it would help me know what to expect when I see an estimate from any of those one sources compared to the other two if I just chose And by triangulating it with those three sources, you're going to get incremental improvements from each of them to your templated process. Very possibly. And not being in the construction business prior to October of last year, it will be enlightening to me to yeah. see uh, what the results are of those three sources. 100%. I think it's perfect, John. Perfect. The exact way to go about doing it. I'm sure that my business partner, Brent, will give a little pushback to spending any more than we have to, but he's uh, frame, seen the results. Of if you frame up to him, our goal is to come out with a templated approach for how we bid, estimate, and bid for projects. And we're going to come out with a pricing template. And then we're going to back cost as we go through the job in real time against that pricing template. And we're going to break it down by stage. We're going to break it down by materials and we're going to break it down by labor hours. The guys are going to report their labor hours each week in the toolbox meetings. 
And then in our construction meeting that we have in the office, we're going to look at materials, forecasting, scheduling to see how on track we are with our work in progress. And that is precisely the approach we're taking. We're, we spent a lot of money with our CPA getting our job costing structure in place. And our bookkeeper now is 90% uh, trained on making that happen without his involvement. Perfect. And, you know, whereas the CPA has been costing us a good four grand a month, I'm hoping his uh, monthly rates going down to a closer to a thousand a month after he's fully trained our in-house bookkeeper. Sure. And, uh, you, you could also run this past uh, some of our other members as well, like John Fuller, who's in, uh, I think he's in Amarillo, Texas. He is a brilliant guy, very smart, very, very uh, experienced. He would be well worth um, running the project past because he's got everything under the sun with regards to construction meeting, templates, agendas, pricing, et cetera. And, and then there's a bunch of other guys that you could talk to as well. So I'd like his contact information. So that's, yeah, that sounds yeah, like very similar to the other guy, Mike Addison. And I'm not opposed, and you know, out of pride, Brent might be, but I'm not opposed to uh, quoting as many jobs as we can. And uh, if we have to pay for a few estimates, we do. But we haven't, in this area, there's not a lot of implementation about uh, being paid for estimates or being paid for proposals. Mm -hmm. uh, in the municipal world, it doesn't exist. And in the uh, wealthy landowners that we're going after, uh, on the other side of things, it's probably not been broached to them in that regard. Now, in our case, uh, we haven't had to because we're not doing that many estimates. Uh, the, the suggestions, guidance, and whatnot that you guys have provided about charging for uh, estimates, and yep. I like the way it's labeled. I think it was uh, charging for initial budgetary analysis or something along those lines. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. Definitely is something that I'm always thinking about. And at some point, as we grow, very likely could begin to implement, uh, particularly as we're one of the remaining few in the area that's uh, even willing to show up to give an estimate. It could be a, a look. hundred percent. I think there's a, um, a few things that will help significantly with your marketing and help you get to that step faster. One is getting video testimonials and case studies of the bigger jobs that you're doing currently that you want to do more of. So in particular, this uh, garage, Yes. And you want it to other, be a feather in the cap. Yeah, 100%. So these people become your raving fans, your advocates. And then you've got examples that you can put in your info pack. So when you show up to do the next $250,000 job, before you go there, the prospect has seen your information pack. And the info pack runs through because he's got questions Who are you? Who's your company? Can I trust you? And how specifically can you help me? So if he gets the info pack in advance and he sees case studies, he sees how we work with you, he sees your rules on site, he sees how the project's going to be built, et cetera, et cetera, that helps put you in the box seat and you're not having to do a triple sell when you're there because he's already educated by seeing this info pack and it's helping overcome all those concerns. It'll have you guaranteed. It'll have past jobs that you'll have done it'll show that you guys are a GC with a whole team that provide this full one-stop shop, this one-stop service, as opposed to just a single contractor with a lot of sub-trades and subcontractors. So I yeah, think I you have a massive opportunity to demonstrate within that document 
and within your marketing process, your differentiation, which is going to allow you to win more jobs, increase your margin, and increase your profit by getting that all into an info pack and then like a how we work with you video and video testimonials. I look forward to having material to put in that info pack. I'm hoping that two-car yeah. garage is our yep. first feather. Yeah. Awesome. And, and you can get a lot of the other stuff done, like your team, history, uh, process, how we work with you, et cetera. And then all we really need to add as you go, uh, each of those, I guess, highlighted projects, those star projects that are your dream, you know, ideal that you want to get a lot more of. Who does the marketing or who will be doing the marketing going forward as you guys grow? Well, my wife has a, an advertising and public relations company, so I'll probably uh, rely on her for large of that, yes. Awesome, I love it. What's her name? Lisa Capel. Yes. Lisa, awesome. She designed and, and helped us design that nine by four rack card that we sent out to, that we paid to have yeah, the address. Yeah, I like that. Before. That was great. Do more of that, John. We will. Siding and windows, repairs and replacements. With Tumka. Yeah, so good. So what marketing do you currently have in play? I think that's a big opportunity is to build out your pipeline and build it out with bigger potential projects so that you don't have to do as much estimating. You're spreading your overheads over way bigger jobs as opposed to having to do lots more bidding, lots more estimating, and lots more site visits to actually get to your $3 million. We don't have a real problem currently filling the pipeline. Mm -hmm. We're able to uh, take two steps forward and a step backwards occasionally because we do have some ongoing perpetual jobs where we can keep our guys busy. We're not living and dying by uh, needing another project on the, on the horizon in order to feel comfortable with the future. In this case, we're really going to focus hard on that two-car garage, awesome. look for additional leads that come from that mail-out brochure. We have uh, a whole lot more addresses to send that brochure to. There's probably a good 14 or 15,000 homes, you know, a thousand addresses that we can send it to. There's probably seven or 8,000 homes uh, that are worth sending that brochure to, and we've only sent it to 900 so far. Um, we, we're taking it slow because it's not growth at all costs. We have good margins, so we can A-B experiment. We can see how well that brochure does uh, framed in one way, and then the cover letter might be a totally different approach uh, in another manner. We have another company that's uh, in fledgling uh, growth. We're, we're, we started a dock company to initially repair and later build uh, what are boathouse docks here at the lake awesome. as well. Those are $35,000, $40,000 projects that uh, are mm -hmm. just, and they're constant. In fact, there's a two-year wait list for some aspects of those here on the lake. So that prompted wow. us to form that company. Nice. We will provide labor to that company as necessary. Um, and it, a lot of the things that you know I'm learning from uh, listening to you guys will, of course, be put into play for that company. It's the only reason it's a separate company altogether is because there's a third member of that uh, uh, LLC that also lives on the lake here at, the, here at Lake Martin. And, uh, and the more, large majority of her attention is going to be devoted to that company. So we 
made her an LLC member in order to encourage participation there. Awesome. Uh, there's some resources that I do want to secure, um, and I may not be looking in the right place. And in particular, let me look at my notes. And you can uh, get Peter to send me a link to these, perhaps. I know that the, the, how the old price, are you, John? How old are you? Uh, 55. You've got the youth and enthusiasm of a 35 year old. Yeah, it's because uh, my wife and I've been married for 30 years and chose to uh, have a nice lake place as opposed to a bunch of ankle biters running around. My dad was a lot um, older at 55 than I am at 55 because he had three kids to deal with. And no we just kids. Have dogs That's your strategy. I like it. Uh, the pricing for profit spreadsheet, I have seen that. And, and for real, I believe our builder trend software uh, really replicates that. But potentially, we're now having to build out. Uh, I saw somebody posted rules of the game on uh -huh. the Facebook site. I would love uh, a, a copy of that into textual form that I can make our own. For um, sure. Yep. And I believe there are some templates for safety manuals and crew meetings potentially as well. Yep. Uh, we're currently needing to build out uh, an employee handbook and HR manual. And I just didn't, I wasn't sure if there was any. Uh, templates or resources that you guys had made available for that yeah let me um we have all that stuff like we have 18 years of you know over two and a half thousand building construction companies so what you see on the membership portal is probably the top five percent of commonly asked for commonly used stuff and I may be looking in the wrong place on the membership portal. Predominantly, I see um, video lessons in education mm -hmm. and education and not quite seeing as many downloads. But in particular, uh, if one of you can point me in the right direction for those yeah, downloads, 100%. then my in-house so, people can modify them for our own use. I like the rules of the game. We, yep. could, have cleared, uh, we could have avoided certain issues uh, if we'd had rules of the game from the very beginning in October when we got started yeah, it's a great to thing make it real people. clear people to sign off on when they first start an induction gives clear yes. expectations from you as the owner and also the employees what they need to do to participate that'd That's be a real handy thing right away yeah and then of course the uh, the dry version the employee handbook and hr manuals would be good sure. some some something to start with from a construction standpoint gotcha cool yep so crew meetings safety manual and employee hr handbook we definitely have yep. the rules of the game, price and profit, uh, and we may have a handbook and a safety manual, but typically the safety manuals are outsourced to separate companies that provide that specific documentation. I have seen that, so, and it's not a very expensive uh, purchase. Um, yeah, well, but I'll have a look. Happen. I'm sure we've got you know a bunch of stuff that... Uh, yeah, any materials that we can because I now have people in the office who have streamlined the building now and are coming to me and asking me for things to do. So it's good. Cool. Awesome. How has your mindset changed going through the program? Well, I'll tell you, I didn't really have too much of a time management issue that needed addressing. And I, I did see the initial part of your in, uh, program was to uh, really manage your calendar. Yeah, I see and, you doing some big hours. Well, for me... It's, uh, it's also fun. Uh, I mean, I've got eight different companies that uh, I run out of my office. Wow. And uh, we're adding more all the time. We're actually looking at uh, potentially purchasing a rebar plant. Uh, since we can't seem to find anybody that's got dumpsters for rent, we decided to start a dumpster rental company. So there's a few things like that. <laughs> I love uh, it. That will be, yeah, just more spitball, uh, see what sticks against the wall when you throw it type of companies. 
but uh, for me, uh, getting to the office and doing these things is uh, is fun. I look forward to it. Uh, I awesome. have had good intentions about getting some work done on the weekends, including this past weekend. And you know, really, just uh, the weather was so good. I said to hell with it. I'll just go to work early on Monday and do it. And did was glad I did. And uh, I've got I have lost every uh, capacity in my body for micromanagement simply because there's too much to micromanage at this point. So yeah. I have had to turn things over and and wince and cringe as I see them done, not quite as perfectly as I'd like done. So my mindset has uh, been steered away through necessity and also direction and training on delegate to elevate. Delegate to elevate, particularly in your position with multiple businesses, you need to be hiring the people, putting in place the systems for them to follow, and then the management meetings and the scorecards. So we know, hey, they're doing it the way they should be done. We're getting the results that we should be. And I have clarity, and accountability through visibility. Visibility of meetings once a week, construction meeting, uh, toolbox meeting, and uh, foreman or super meeting. And then I have visibility and accountability through the reports or the scorecard for each of those key roles. Yep. yep. I have uh, put into play precisely that. We have never had a meeting that didn't produce some good result. I love it. I love it, my man. All right. And what advice would you give to uh, other builders, you know, who are wanting to take their business to the next level? Uh, don't be a whiny little bitch. Uh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> I have, uh, I'm stunned. And, and again, I also have a mentoring group that I engaged on the IT company side. And I've applied a lot of principles from your mentoring and that company's mentoring to both companies. And I'm, I believe that particularly with that IT mentoring group, that a lot of times it's a last desperate act to remain viable or profitable as a company. And my engagement with them was uh, quite the opposite. It was already a very profitable company. I just wanted to see if we needed to make some moves in one direction or another, as far as uh, what we offer our clients and what kind of clients to go after. Marketing is trivial for that. And, and it, it really just does itself. Uh, it's definitely an, an active marketing uh, as construction, we're, we haven't figured out what marketing we want to do. We're still A-B testing. I don't have much advice. Uh, I love the, the program that you guys have put in place. But yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I'm a little bit surprised uh, at, you know, I used to have a lot of respect for anybody that was a GC. Just And I still do have an immense respect for anybody that can run and keep a business together because I have seen some very smart people fail. But I was also a bit surprised at... Uh, <laughs> there's a few whiny little bitches uh, yeah you know, yeah exactly uh, we need to slap that out of their mouths my uh you know, the ones like, that say uh, get to work the ones that complain that you know i'm not getting any uh response to my attempt to charge for estimates and oh you know, yeah what do i oh I, yeah i'm yeah. baffled yeah. It, it's so simple well then you don't charge for estimates until you're exactly. so saturated get, that get you, you know you've got so much business now you start it. charging for estimates and exactly if don't they go charge. away they go away and you just exactly. you know, Get full of work, get full of work at that margin, have a good pipeline of six months of work. And then when you're ready to turn down work and you have your marketing in play, then start to charge for your expertise. Like, but don't yeah, do it uh, when you're needing work and don't do it when you don't have your marketing's crap. Like get those two things in place first. And again, predominantly what I've taken away from the program and to a large extent is confirmation of the approach we've taken. Uh, I even published a spreadsheet on the Facebook that... Uh, it mm -hmm. took a lot of refining to determine what our true cost is on what it cost us for an employee to be on the job for a day. 
and yep. we use that as our base cost uh, when we're quoting jobs. So well, now I, there's no doubt in my mind that I, we're making money. And I did not have that confidence before I came onto the program. So I really had, well, I wasn't going to be a whiny little bitch. I still didn't have any idea exactly how to do what needed to be done. So there's been a lot of good uh, material and direction provided from that aspect. Awesome. Uh, time management, you know, yeah, you work till uh, it's time to go home. And we do have a policy in our company where our employees don't take the work home. Our supervisors don't take the work home and no one works on the weekend except for rare cases. And it's given an option with a massive encouragement uh, bonus wise to do so. Like we had this past week, we did a $10,000 job that took 15 hours by four of our fast movers on replacing siding for a school. It had to be done on the weekend because it couldn't be done while that school was in session. Um, and the company, I mean, that's like at a 75 or 80% margin, you know, in reality, but we're going to award most of that out, most of that out to the guys that did it nice. uh, because it keeps us from having to pay bonuses in other areas. And uh, a lot of times we call that the golden handcuffs because they wouldn't entertain a job offer from anyone else when there's stuff like that floating around. Yeah. We, we persistently give out cash envelopes uh, as often as we can. So I have taken a lot of good direction. Yeah. Some of it's information. I won't, I won't let the IRS know that. Well, and, and we actually do, uh, if we hand out cash in an envelope, we do it right. Uh, we actually take a draw, my partner and myself, and we, we pay it out of our own pockets. Sure. So it, it is taxed. Yeah. Awesome. Now the one for this past weekend would, would be taxed because it would be paid as a bonus to the payroll system. But yeah, in this, uh, in this business, it's uh, hard enough to find good 1099 employees to do stuff that actually have workers comp and whatnot. So we try yeah. to keep everything as above board as possible. Awesome. All right. I will hook you up with uh, John's details, two Johns, get together. Uh, and I will get Peter to track down the rules of the game, crew meetings, and see what we have in the way of safety manual and employee HR handbook. And I'm curious to know, too, once our initial 90-day engagement is up, um, I suspect there's some uh, uh, structure by which yep. that engagement can be continued. 100%. So that's our that's our mastermind program. Mm -hmm. That's for our business owners typically doing three to $10 million. And so if you think of it like a, a pyramid, the accelerator is a 90 day program to get the core systems in place, how to price, how to put the systems in place, etc. And then the mastermind is how we grow your company to the next level. So the right system structure in the office, who you're going to hire next, how you run the meetings, the scorecards, everything in 10 times greater depth. And that's yep. where we have our guys who are very experienced, uh, you know, company owners in there. Uh, not knowing what the rate is for that type of an engagement. Uh, I believe mm -hmm. that we can probably make real good use of what we've learned over the 90 days, uh, touch base on a regular basis and see where we are uh, gross revenue and receipts wise. But I suspect strongly that once we are in that three to $5 million range, that um, I will again have questions that this rocket's now left the stratosphere and we need to guide it uh, around the planet a few times. So yeah, 100% my man. I, I look forward to uh, hearing of your success and it's been great talking today. And yeah, if we can help in any way, we're here to help and here to help you smash it out of the park, John. All right, very good. Enjoy talking to you, sir. All right, have a great day. Cheers, bud. Likewise. Thank you, bud. See ya.